T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Richard C. Hotelette. CBS News. CBS News. Sir, it's an honor and a privilege. I, I really appreciate you taking the time. I wanted to ask you about D-Day because you were there for the preparations. You flew over the beaches. You saw a lot in 60 years later. But I think the best place to start, what were you doing in the hours leading up uh, before you got on that plane? Well, it was a short night's sleep. But um, it was a day later than it should have been. D-Day had been scheduled for June 5th, but storms made the operation impossible, so it was postponed. But we were out, I was out with several of us, with a a B-26 medium bomber squadron to to attack the German positions on the beachhead. And uh, there was this night to spend before for nothing. And so somebody started a crap game. And uh, we played shot craps, and I won. And I won, and I won. And I literally won all the money in the, in the, in the game. And as I, the more I won, the, the more scared I got, because it had never happened to me before. And uh, I figured this, you know, a change in luck was boded boated ill. Uh, so I did what one should never do in a crap game, I loaned the other people the money to play me again. And they, of course, took it all back. And nobody could, could have been more pleased than I because life was back to normal. And um, the next day we, we hung around. And the next following night, well, early on, we, uh, uh, I've forgotten what time we woke up. It was pretty early in the morning. I think two or three o'clock. And, uh, uh, well, we got off uh, and uh, headed uh, for the beach. When you went out over the channel, you're over the water, what do you remember when you looked out the window? What did you see? It was an incredible sight. That whole, that whole area was full of ships. Uh, big ships, small ships, some of them moving quickly, leaving their wakes, some of them just sitting there, but firing, bellowing smoke. The sound was incredible. I've never, this, I mean, the word armada doesn't begin to touch what it, what it was like. And, uh, well, we were part of the operation, a small group of planes sort of heading for what was Utah Beach on the uh, Normandy Peninsula, the Cherbourg Peninsula. And uh, it was a bird's eye view of, you know, of the impossible and the, and the unthinkable. What did the beach look like when you flew over the beach? The beach was quiet. We, uh, had, we felt lucky we had to go in very low. The, the optimum altitude for a B-26, which is a medium bomber, uh, was 13,000 feet. But the cloud was so low that we flew in at 4,500 feet, which was, well, it was a risk, but it was, there it was. It was so low that we took off our flak jackets and put them on the floor of the plane so that stuff coming up through the, through the plane wouldn't hit us. And... Uh, but the beach was quiet. 
Uh, we were the, among the last, we were probably the last formation to go, and whatever German anti-aircraft power there had been would have been silenced by then. There were just occasional shots, flak, uh, you know, these little puff balls to one side. Uh, but it was looking down, the beach was empty, but off to our left, we saw the first speedboats coming in with the, with the troops that were landing in Utah. And, uh, well, we soon, we soon left them behind and turned around over, over territory that had been, the, uh, the uh, paratroops had been dropped on uh, the night before and saw some of the stuff in the, in the trees and uh, uh, no people, fortunately. Uh, and then turned around and headed back to England. You were so low, you could feel the concussions and the explosions. Can you describe for us what you felt and what you smelled and, and, and just what, how loud it was? Well, the, the concussions, there were a lot of bombs being dropped and they were the heaviest we could carry. And uh, it was just because there was no noise, no competition from the ground in terms of anti-aircraft fire to speak of. Uh, we heard the bombs, and uh, there had been enough bombs dropped before we got there, so that the the, the stench of the of the cordite uh, was 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 pretty sharp. What uh, was the most striking image that stuck in your mind from that day? Well, the most striking image was really the Armada uh, offshore. Uh, it was an unbelievable collection of ships, battleships, cruisers, light light of destroyers and then of course the landing craft the landing ships with, with the tanks the landing craft with the infantry uh, and they had not yet gone ashore you see we the we were we were over the Utah Beach at H hour precisely H hour where we saw the first speedboats coming they they hadn't begun to land at Omaha uh, fortunately I, in my reporting I I said, you know, we had no, no trouble, we had no, no German Air Force trouble, we had very little flak, and, uh, but we, this was just one part of a long front and we didn't know what was happening elsewhere. And of course what was happening next door, just a bit to the, to the east, was Omaha Beach, which was a, a meat grinder. Do you remember thinking at the time when you were looking out the window and you saw the beach and it was quiet? and you saw the first boat speeding in, the landing craft. Did you have that sense that you were witnessing history? Well, in a, well I didn't have many deep thoughts, but it, it, it was the most interesting. It was the thing we were waiting, what, what we had come for, what we were waiting for. And it was going to, it, obviously, it was going to succeed where we were. And so it was just a sense of satisfaction. No, I didn't sort of say, well, here I am on D-Day, you know, the cusp of history. No, it was just a, a very satisfactory journey and a very interesting one. Do you recall any of the words you used or any of the things about which you spoke when you gave your first broadcast? No, uh, I think uh, it was, I didn't, no hyperbole was, was needed, uh, it would have been out of place. No, I just laid it on the line as I, as I saw it and as I felt it and what we, what we went through. It was a simple report. Your eyes were everything for you. And, you know, technology today, everything's different. We talk about the embedded troops, pick up a satellite phone, you broadcast. You were the first CBS correspondent to report on D-Day, but you had to go all the way back to London. What, what did you have to do to get on the air? 
Well, we the first thing was I got seasick and sort of racing through the hedgerows in, in Kent there, uh, curvy roads all over the place. And, but I, we made it to the Ministry of Information, big building in the middle of London. And uh, Murrow was there, Ed Murrow, my boss, was there. And I, of course, I went to see him immediately and told him I was back. And, and then I had to sit down and write it. I couldn't, I didn't have a, type, a typewriter with me on the, on the uh, plane or I couldn't have used it on the, on the car in the automobile coming back. So I sat down and I wrote the piece and uh, he got me on the air. And it was, it was the censorship, of course, was there, but this, that was a formality, really. And um, that was it. It was a very sort of workman, worker day thing. Was Murrow hanging on your every word? I don't think so. No, no. I, I mean, he was. Uh, he, I, I, I'd been there. I, I told him, you know, we're making it, and so he knew the gist of what I had to say. You know, were you nervous at any point? No, no. Strangely, uh, uh, it was. I'd been with the bombers before. The B-26. The B-26 was a very interesting little craft. It um, was known as the flying prostitute because it had it had no visible means of support. It had very short, stubby wings, and uh, it, you know there was there was very little sort of uh, lift service. And um, it was it was interesting. Take, taking off was was a bit dramatic because we were fully loaded, bombs, gas. I was an extra person. And um, it, it took a while to get off the ground. It took them all a little while to get off the ground. And until you were off the ground, you were biting your fingernails. Uh, but then once you were in the air, you joined up with the others, you were one, one of a crew, one of a team. And it takes a lot of the, the sort of the personal drama out of it. You're not alone doing anything. You're part of a group of people, all of whom face the same problems, doing the same thing, taking the same risks, and um, so you don't feel nervous, really. Tom Brokaw calls those men the greatest generation. You were there with them, you lived with them, you sat side by side with them, you were part of the team when you went up. What's your opinion of those men of D-Day? Well, they were great men, but they were the greatest generation is, is uh, romanticizing it. Uh, subsequent generations have gone through the through more, in a way, uh, it's been you know struggled and troubled, and now in, in this new mysterious sort of war against uh, terrorism, uh, it's uh, it has a, a mystery to it that uh, didn't obtain then. And that was World War II was a sort of a a, a, a minuet. It was the two opposing sides fighting each other with conventional weapons weapons that have been used for 150 years. Um, the new is mysterious where you don't know what's going to hit you f from which quarter, at what time, and in what way. This is a lot scarier, and I think people are standing up to this just as, as well as the people in 1941 stood up to that. From a reporter's point of view, we talked about t the technology in one of those sessions. Um, what were the tools at your disposal when you were covering D-Day? What, what did you bring with you, if anything, and, and how, how did you get the job done? I didn't bring anything. Uh, we, had, we had once before, on a, on a 
bombing run to a, uh, Evreux, an airfield west of Paris, uh, I had taken a wire recorder. It was the first time that a wire recorder had been put to use, tactically at least. And um, but it was it was quite an operation. We had a number of automobile batteries to to power this thing, and uh, with the B-26, the sort of the stubby little thing that it was, when I got aboard with all these batteries, uh, the crew chief took a pretty sour look at me, and uh, but he had to, you know, I had, I was assigned, and he was assigned, uh, but it would have been too much to take batteries in addition to the, you know, the, the, the full bomb load and everything else on, on the on the D-Day trip. There was no suggestion that, that we try it that way. Uh, too much. I mean, they they calibrated, they calculated every every pound they put on, and it was we were carrying everything we could. So it was just me and my flak jacket. Is <laughs> did you take notes? Do you remember scribbling notes? No, I didn't take any notes. I figured uh, it was. I mean, before we got to, to the visual impression was was uh, in, in uh, indelible. And uh, I can remember to this day, you know, the, the, what, what we saw and what we did and how it looked. And so I didn't need any notes. I think that, that, that goes hand in hand sort of with the, what you said in the other room, and it struck me. I, 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 you said uh, a, a picture it might be worth a thousand words, but you finished the thought. A word can be worth a thousand pictures. And all of those images were in your head, weren't they? Absolutely. This has been a pleasure. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Sean. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t